Storm. All right, we are back here on Wrestling Tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am your host, Mad Dog Butch. And joining me as always, the Dos Karras to my Mil Mascaris. <laughs> nice. Brace Beamer. Yeah, yeah. And our special guest this week is the host of the Movies for Dumb Guys podcast here on ONTV. None other than our longtime co-conspirator and friend, (laughs) Jolton Joe Johnson. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Glad to be here. Man, I love that intro theme. Yeah, that is good for the show. It is good. A little trivia. Trivia quiz. Is there a story? What is that from? What movie, wrestling movie, is that from? Oh, that's from a movie. Yeah. All right. uh, no, I don't. I don't know either. Uh, well, we'll get you, to it later. <laughs> you told me before. Oh, yeah. just a note uh, in that song they mentioned uh, the Golden Greek Tolos. I happened to watch a match with uh, John Tolos last night from <laughs> from California at the Olympia, nineteen eighty. The really? uh, who's he taking on? I can't remember the guy's name. He was a uh, he was an Asian Aoi. Yeah, yeah, that I, I, familiar. Because they had a whole different group of guys out there in California. They're vastly different from what was happening in the Midwest and the East Coast. So, oh, okay. Uh, before we get started, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I, I always bring <laughs> gifts. I, we always have gifts for our guests. So, uh, Joe Johnson, you are no exception. One yeah. of the guys what that we got? will be talking about later. Uh, who's starred in a couple movies or had parts in a couple movies? None other than Andre the Giant. Oh, look nice. at this! So this is the limited edition micro brawler Andre the Giant from the Pro Wrestling Crate. It's yours, awesome. Joe Johnson. Excellent! Another golf That's clap. Awesome! Love it. Now we are going to be talking. Our topic tonight is going to be wrestling movies. Um, we'll start off talking about movies that are about the sport of professional wrestling. And then at the end, we'll talk about wrestlers that have gone into acting or, you know, certain movies that, that they've starred in, or even had like bit roles in at some point. Um, but, uh, but before I get started, is there a particular wrestling movie? It, it doesn't have to be about wrestling. It could be just a movie that stars a wrestler. That is your favorite wrestling movie, Joe Johnson. 
Well, I don't know if purists are going to like my answer, but uh, <laughs> but my favorite wrestling movie of all time is Nacho Libre. I think it's one of the funniest comedies I've seen. Uh, I love how the movie um, kind of uh, buys into, you know, that this is part of the real world and that there's real stakes on the line and that sort of thing. And uh, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I know Roger okay. Ebert at the time when it came out said that it's borderline racist, which really? when I read that, I was surprised <laughs> because it, it, it doesn't seem to to be mocking or offensive. To me, it seems, you know, very lovingly uh, a portrayal of of Lucadors. So I don't agree with that particular statement. I, I, I love the movie. I think it's hilarious. Maybe he's a closet social justice warrior. I guess, man. I, I don't, I don't think he was from. a closet one. I think he was had that pretty up front. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that movie. Um, it did not get the greatest reviews, but I did go and see it at the theater because I was a fan of Napoleon Dynamite. And I was, I'm a fan <laughs> of Jack Black, too. Obviously, I'm a fan of wrestling. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed it when I saw it. Yeah. I know a lot of people hate it. Like you said, purists, a lot of wrestling purists hate it. Uh, Brace Beamer, have you ever seen Nacho Libre? I saw probably half of it. So that's... Okay. I didn't make it all the way through, but it was okay. Well, what would you say is your favorite uh, professional uh, wrestling movie? I don't know. Yeah. Probably They Live because I was so surprised at uh, how good it was. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, uh, now, that, now that you mentioned that, actually, um, I just <clears> – <throat> the New York Toy Fair – was it the New York Toy Fair? New York Toy Fair yeah. was just uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they – there's a company called Reaction. Uh, well, I mean, it's not just them. There's a lot of different toy companies now that are doing retro figures that are basically like five points of articulation like the original Star Wars figures. Huh. So you got like articulation at the the hips and the arms and the head, and that's about it. Uh, but I just saw that they're coming out with a line of They Live uh, action figures. Oh, so really? they're like the Star Wars style, <laughs> the old original Star Wars style, but but they're going to have a Roddy Piper and uh, some of the other characters from that. So now, they look pretty cool. I just saw pictures. Not only are they doing the, the, the mini reaction figures, I, I saw that they're doing like eight-inch cloth outfit figures with the yeah, with those yeah. weird really? faces. Yeah, I saw that too. Why so, well, don't they go all the way to the 12-inch so they can be like the old Star Wars yeah. You know, yeah. figures? I, yeah, I wonder if they'll do a Roddy Piper version of that one. Though. I hope so. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I, I will say this. uh this movie was out in limited release last weekend, fighting with my family. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because it was coming out. I thought it actually was opening in a wide release last weekend, and I was going to try to catch it, but it, it had a limited run. I believe it's opening in wide release this weekend. Uh, the Rock produced it. He's going to be in it, oh, really? but it's <laughs> yeah, and it's the story of Paige, um, who is a female wrestler that was pretty popular in WWE within the last so many years. Um, it actually looks pretty decent. It's gotten decent reviews. I, I haven't checked Rotten Tomatoes recently, but I think it was right around 80 or so last time I checked. I saw the trailer, and I thought it looked really intriguing. From from what I gather from the trailer, uh, she went in just to kind of humor her brother who wanted his lifelong dream was to be a wrestler, yeah. And they went in together, and, and uh, she got the gig, and he didn't. And apparently that caused friction in the family. But <laughs> really? Yeah, so it looks looks intriguing. It looks looks huh. interesting. It does. And um, not Nick Frost, but uh, who's the – or is it Nick Frost? 
from uh, Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and like um, Hot Fuzz, right. and and all those movies. He he plays their Did you father. You say Hot Fudge or Hot Fuzz? Fudge. Hot, hot Fuzz. Hot Fudge. But yeah, that's what I was you. thinking. <laughs> no, I wish they made a Hot, hot Fudge movie. <laughs> I wish they would show that again. Seymour. Seymour that's a man. blast from the past, right there. <laughs> Uh, also, recent news, uh, as recent as today, it started popping up all over my Facebook feed. They're going to do a biopic about Hulk Hogan starring none other than Chris Hemsworth as of right now. Let's see and how that plays by, out. Directed by Todd Phillips, who hmm. directed uh, the, uh, uh, what were those movies? Uh, the, the Hangover movies. Is that oh, guy, okay. I don't know that guy. Does he look like Hogan? Or you know him? He's he was Thor yeah. in the Marvel. Oh, movies. is that him? Okay, yeah. he's got I'm the just guns. Not good with the names or whatever. Yeah. But how do you? You know, one of the challenges of doing a biopic, especially about someone who's still living, is how do you capture the essence of somebody like Hulk Hogan without looking like a bad impersonation or something? It, it's going to be a challenge for him to pull off Hulk Hogan, a, a, an I agree. icon. Yeah, um, he's so over the top, isn't he? I yeah. mean, it's like I agree. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is not 300 pounds either. Yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously in good shape and he's muscular and everything, but he's not like Hulk Hogan shaped. Yeah. Yeah, like, but they like can Hogan. make him look like whatever they need to in Hollywood, you know? They, I mean, yeah, that's true. They could stick him in a bodysuit or or CGI him, I guess if they need to. You know, <laughs> that, that reminds me though cuz that I, the other day I was thinking I, I wrote a note down that you know, having the guy playing Thor playing Hogan, why don't why don't the you know the WWE I guess just go ahead and try and get in bed with somebody and produce a full blown superhero movie out of wrestlers? Yeah, because they they always kind of like you, you know like hint at it and it's wrestling. A lot of people like it because it's a human comic book. So mm-hmm. Go ahead and just make a full blown superhero movie. So many great characters, you know. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. yeah, that actually would be a good idea. And they they just recently re-signed um, uh, Helms. Um, I can't think of his first name. But Hurricane the, the, Helms. Hurricane Shane Helms. Shane Helms. Yeah. Um, Have him come running you know, out in his wrestling gear, but it's like it really the really superheroes, but they got their wrestling gear on. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's a lot of different yeah. stuff they could do, and and. Um, you know, we should probably at least mention WWE films. I mean, I didn't really write anything down about it because I I haven't really seen any. I I saw one of them that I didn't even realize was a WWE film that had no wrestlers in it called Oculus, and it was horrible. It made absolutely no sense really? at all. Yeah, it made no sense at all. But I I have never seen. I don't believe I've seen any of the WWE produced movies. Uh, have you guys, to any of your knowledge, seen no. any of those? I mean, I, I would I, avoid them honestly. Yeah. You know, that's what I did, too, because, you know, especially at the time when they first did it, I I was not a fan of what WWE was doing as far as wrestling goes. So, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, stick to the wrestling, you know, get the wrestling right. Don't yeah. don't occupy your time going into other things, because let's face it, anytime WWE has gone branched out in the past to other areas, the XFL, the Donnie Lalonde, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard fight. It's been a bomb. I I mean, not so much nowadays, but back back in that era. So, I mean, I I haven't really looked into it to see how those movies do at this point. I think they might do like okay, but uh, you know, maybe this one, maybe this fighting with my family will actually do okay. If if they were to do something along the lines of what Gene said, you know, it'd be fun is 
let, if they did it in the style of like Mars Attacks, yeah. Like let's say let's say aliens invade Earth and the wrestlers have to save the day, yeah. and it's tongue in cheek. It's a marketing tool for yeah. the WWE. It would be fun and funny. Oh, oh yeah, because they could still do like a little serious, you know, like they're getting their butt kicked and they yeah. all got to make comebacks well they don't make comebacks anymore i, I don't think they know what that is but. <laughs> but there's there's just yeah i mean there really there's like a ton of things that they could do if they <laughs> wanted to do that but it seems like they want to when they produce a movie they besides casting the wrestler i don't know if like in the movie the wrestler is a wrestler i don't think that they normally are mm-hmm. I, it's like they want to distance themselves from that when they make when they produce their films for whatever reason. Yeah, why so. not? They should just embrace it and love it. Kind of like um what was the one that Stone Cold was in and Ronda Rousey? Hogan was in one, I think. Um undes- or, uh, the, uh, Escape Inter- was he an escape plan or No, it was no, like you- a superhero type ah. movie. Um no, are you talking about the uh the the sp- expendables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I've never it. seen any of oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they weren't that bad. He might have been in the third one. Yeah. Oh, that's one you know, I didn't even think about. But, I and, didn't either. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, because actually, I mean, the, the the little bit that I've seen of him in in films, he's actually done a pretty decent job. But uh, let's uh, get into the uh, the wrestling movie stuff. Um, the, as near as I could find, I did a little research. Uh, the very first movie was called Night in the City, the very first pro wrestling team movie. It's called Night in the City that came out in 1950. Oh, wow. Um, I doubt either of you guys have seen it. I definitely have no. not seen it. Um, it uh, I, I, I don't even remember what the uh, what the uh, the plot was. but Did it, it have wrestlers of the day in it? it? It didn't look like it. No? Okay. No. <laughs> um, so jumping ahead quite a bit, and I still have not seen this movie. This is something that's been on my list. Uh, actually, a Sylvester Stallone movie that came out in 1978. He played a wrestler called Cosmo Carboni, <laughs> and it was uh, Paradise Alley. I vaguely remember that one. I, I've he- I've heard of that. It's kind of a cult classic, isn't it? I, I believe so. Uh, yeah. And I may have seen it at some point. I just I really don't remember it. But because uh, I get that mixed up with the uh, what was the other Stallone one, Death. Uh, Death Race three thousand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was before. That was, that, was before that predates this. Rocky, right? And no. then, oh, Death Race. Death Race predates Death Rocky. Race predates Rocky. And then Rocky came out in what seventy four, seventy five. No, not that late. Really? It was mid seventies. So then Paradise yeah. Alley came out came a few out. years after Rocky. Yeah, right? but before yeah. Rocky two, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, that one's on my list to see, but I've never seen it. I was a young whippersnapper then. No wonder I didn't remember the year. <laughs> I probably saw it on like on TV for the first time. That's right. <laughs> now I I know that you and I have seen this brace. Uh, a movie came out in 1974, produced pretty much by the AWA and Greg Gagne, called The Wrestler. Not to be confused with the wrestler that came out years later. Um, Ed Asner was in this movie. Um, actually it's a pretty respectable movie. I mean, I don't know if you had to be like a hardcore wrestling fan to enjoy it. Um, a lot of different wrestlers from the time were in there from the AWA. Um, what do you say <laughs> Yeah, that uh, about that? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it was, it was kind of, you, it's one of those movies where you look at it now and it's kind of campy, Yeah, you definitely. know, just because of the way they, I'm going to get like a technical here, but just the way they like cut to the scenes and, before somebody speaks and after they speak, it's like a hard cut. 
yeah or a short you yeah, know definitely you know it but everybody seemed to do like a good job of acting and the story was okay i mean you know it was believable you didn't want to get drop kicked by Vern gagne <laughs> yeah. well that was that that was like the big payoff yeah at the end like uh it seemed like the whole thing was leading up to Vern Con- Vern gagne just being able to drop kick straight at the camera wasn't that the, the and i believe that was the yeah. very last scene of the movie yeah that was the finish <laughs> <laughs> uh joe johnson you ever seen the wrestler with Vern genya no but it, hearing you describe that last scene it kind of sounds very similar to the end of another movie by the same title which i'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit <laughs> um somewhat uh it, it was not really, though. I mean, the 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 Vern Gagne version was more of a triumphant ending mm. for for him, um, and it's a finishing move. So yeah, it got to end the movie on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I have noticed, um, looking at the plots of almost all these movies, whether I've seen them or not, it's almost always kind of the same thing where you got a greasy promoter trying to screw somebody over, or and I believe that's what it was in Paradise Alley. They were trying to take over. Uh, the promoters were trying to take over. There was one of them, actually, it might have been that one, where the promoters were fixing the matches. <laughs> so <laughs> so they had to, like, fight yeah. back, and huh. uh, which would never fly today because, obviously, it's been exposed that the, that <laughs> the matches are fixed, folks. You know, speaking uh, I hate of, to uh, burst anybody's bubble out there. But. Speaking of greasy promoters, it's funny you say that because in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, they used that same angle where... You know, they have him get in the ring, and he has to last, what, 15 minutes or something. And when he beats the crap out of Macho Man, oh, what was yeah. Macho Man's character's name in that? Bonesaw. Is Bonesaw. <laughs> um, he beats Bonesaw, and um, and then uh, when he goes to collect his money, he's, the promoter says, well, the deal was you had to last 15 minutes. And he's like, but I beat him in seven. He's like, yeah, that's not 15 minutes. So it's funny that that <laughs> greasy promoter is a trope that, pops up in a lot of those movies (laughs) right yeah that 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 probably uh mirrors reality more than anything especially back in the old days it's probably not so much that anymore but uh back in the old days the uh promoters were not known for their uh truthfulness uh, (laughs) i would say uh, all right um now before we go we did get a comment from the uh from the gallery here and you can join us by going to the uh butch blood page on facebook there's a chat window on uh, Kyler Doherty, one of the uh, longtime, uh, longtime listener, longtime listener here in uh, Lake Orion, Lake Orion Studios. Is he says he would like to see a pro wrestlers versus uh, zombies movies, and that would kind of yeah. fit in I today. Be- really, the last fifteen years, you know, yeah. zombie I, thing is. I kinda- believe there is one like that out there that I, I think Rey Mysterio starred in it. Actually, <laughs> really. I didn't write that down. I didn't really get into a lot of like the luchador stuff. Uh, luchadors have a long history oh, yeah, gotcha. of of being in films, but I think there is. Well, I, I know there's one. It might not be the Rey Mysterio one, but I know there is like a super low budget one out there just called Wrestlers vs Zombies. Huh, really? I think Kurt Angle might even be in that. One. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, Kyler, look for that one. Um, I, I I'm almost positive there's one just called Wrestlers vs Zombies out there. Um. Now, jumping ahead a little bit to this would be like the big era of wrestling. Um, the Hulkamania era had just started. But this is the movie that the the uh, the theme song for Wrestling Tonight, called Wrestling Tonight by Shanana, is from. 
and that is Grunt the Wrestling Movie. Um, now, this movie, <laughs> the premise of this one is there's a wrestler that uh, threw another wrestler between between the ropes. He, he got his head caught between the ropes, and, oh, and did the instead, of let, and... instead of letting him go, it, he let it like tighten up and the guy's head popped off. <laughs> so he got so he gets banned. He gets banned from wrestling. Well then this other wrestler the uh comes back under a mask and they're trying to say that it's him. So the whole movie is basically them trying to figure out if it's actually Mad Dog DeCurso, who they mention in the song, oh. uh under the mask later on. Um but this movie also has like a ton of wrestlers from the time making uh, cameo appearances. Um, but uh, but this one's actually a pretty good movie. I mean, really? as far as wrestling movies go, I would definitely put it up there as one of my favorites. I don't know Ooh. if I really have a favorite, but I would definitely put it up there. Uh, either of you guys seen seen this one? I haven't oh, seen I it, haven't. but I got some questions about it. So Mad Dog DeCurso, is that a fictional character in this movie? He is. Yeah, he's a he's a fictional character, um, and I can't remember who played him, but it, it was a real wrestler that played okay. Mad Dog DeCurso. But most of the other names in the opening theme song that you use, those are all like real wrestlers, right? So those those are so all those are all real wrestlers, and they used they all used their regular names yeah. in in the movie. But but they all kind of had like bit parts anyway. I mean, the, you know, the main thing was was them trying to figure out. And you would recognize some of the other people in this movie. Um, I, I didn't write write down who, but uh, you know, some some of the um, some of the actors in this movie went on to be to be bigger actors too. Now the line uh, the line where the, he mentions Mad Dog to Curzon, he says, "Ask him if it's real or fake." That made me think of the uh, the thing that happened in real life where some reporter was asking a wrestler if it's real or fake and he smacked the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. Who was the wrestler who did that? Uh, that was Dr. D. David Schultz, oh, okay. and he did he it. He was in my top ten oh, all yeah? time. Yeah. Yeah. All time, wow. And he did it to uh, John Stossel. Now, that was, in your opinion, that, that wasn't set up, right? That, that was an honest reaction to a stupid question, right? Well, um, I'm sure <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss this at some point, but, uh, you know, Dr. D's story is that Vince McMahon told him to do it oh, to, wow. to rough him up if he if he got stupid. Um, Vince denies that, and uh, and actually, Doctor D. A lot of people think that that is what got Doctor D fired immediately. Wow. Doctor D actually stuck around a little bit after that. Yeah. What actually got him fired was he had heat with Mister T. Huh. He was like obsessed with Mister T when Mister T was like showing up, and um, and he says now that that was just all an angle that he wanted to work with Mister T, but. Yeah, I kind of buy truth. has got to be somewhere in the middle. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what I think, too. It sounds like he just hounded Mr. T. Um, huh. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I know he seems to have mellow, mellowed because I just heard an interview with him recently. He seems to have mellowed in his older age. But mm. but interviews that you heard back then with him, I mean, he was on the Morton Downey Jr. show at one time. And, uh, yeah, he, he it seemed like he was just always raring for a fight. He had to. He had to. <laughs> hate mr t though because he stuck his neck out and slapped the weaselly mush mouth you know snarky reporter and it resulted in a lawsuit <laughs> so, right there a lawsuit yeah. came out of that yeah thing. yeah so uh, he you know and then all of a sudden here comes here comes an actor in there and he just got through paintbrushing the idiot you know journalist reporter and then <laughs> so what's he gonna do he's got to keep the heat you know yeah, yeah. And, and um it, yeah john stassel lost 
it claims to have lost like 80 percent of his hearing in that yeah, year. yeah what a um, liar I, I think he did get a lot of money yeah from, from uh, he did. Vince, but uh, uh so there's another movie that came out in 1985 also um that focuses on the detroit wrestling scene and it's called i like to hurt people uh, this is another movie that I really like, but I don't know if, like, I think you would have to be a hardcore wrestling fan to probably appreciate it yeah. or be a fan of, like, the Sheik era. Um, pretty much it's 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 real thin on plot, I will say that. It's basically <laughs> them trying to ban the Sheik from wrestling because of what, what he has done. So, so another one, Andre the Giant's in it, Dusty Rhodes is in it. Uh, but they're all playing themselves. Um, but then in between, they kind of show matches, like clipped matches, that they play like a whole song over. That That is pretty much the bulk of the movie. Yeah. Um, but but I do enjoy this movie. Um, Joe Johnson, I, I, I can't imagine you've seen this, although I did well, lend it to you. I'm, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to admit that you've loaned it to me, and it's been sitting on my coffee table, and I come home from work, and I sit down and I stare at it. And then I'm like, you know, I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally in a while. And I'll grab that and I'll pop that in and watch that. And it's been haunting me. That movie's been sitting there mocking me. And I haven't been able to physically get up and put it in my DVD player. But I promise you I will at some point. So you should have been watching that instead of that that time you watched uh, On Golden Pond. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a- but Grunt, 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 on fire. Grunt, the wrestling movie, uh, is also on that same disc, by the okay. way. So I would watch Grunt before I'd watch I Like to Hurt People. <laughs> um, but uh, Buddy Rogers, or <laughs> Brace Beaver, I know that. What name came I in? Mean? Someone just came in. <laughs> I know that you have seen this movie. What are your thoughts on I Like to Hurt People starring the Sheik? I the liked it. It was, a, it was a train wreck. It was a disaster. <laughs> and really, like, if. If you aren't a wrestling fan, but you're just a fan of, I hate use the word campy again, you know? Yeah. And definitely. just bad, bad editing and film overall. I mean, some of the shots were okay, but it was kind of just like a quick cut, you know, like the people really didn't know how to do a movie. Right. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like uh, The Wrestler in 74. It, it just seemed like a mishmash of like clips. That's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what but, it was. I mean, really, it was, it, it was interesting. It, just to see, I don't, just kind of from like a like a perspective of just like a a snap in time, you know, because yeah, definitely it it all of the scenery is like legit scenery. There isn't much of it that's you know staged in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah, it, you know they're they just show up outside of a building somewhere and they cut like a little movie scene, you know, yeah, kind of like yeah. a low budget deal. It's cool for that. I, I, I like, I like seeing stuff like that, you know, from, yeah. from the time there is another version of that movie out there. The original version that has like a few different scenes and the plot's kind of the same, but it's just a little different. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's on YouTube. If you look for it, I like okay. to hurt people like original version. Oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. But... I just found that like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I mean, especially for people in this era, if if, if you just want to area, if you want to watch it, just to try to spot like Detroit landmarks or whatever. Hmm. But I mean, people that were like wrestling fans in that era, I mean, they're either showing Kobo, 
matches from Cobra, right, yeah. or they're showing the old studio that they used to wrestle in. I mean, that's pretty much the bulk of the movie too, as far as locations go. Now, I saw is that, I remember looking at the DVD. Is is Bobo Brazil and those guys in this? Just for uh, matches. I, I think, mean, right? I think Bobo is in it. Yeah, um, Captain Eddie George, which was the, is the Sheik's son. He he was like a big part of the movie as well. One of the reasons why Detroit wrestling is dead. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's not get into him. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fire a couple movies at you, real quick, and then just just give me your opinions on them if you've seen them, and then we'll get into wrestlers that have kind of made a career out of acting, or at least starred in some decent movies, or even had like bit roles in movies that were memorable. Um, WCW produced a movie in 2000 called ready to rumble this was the dying days of wcw and a lot of people feel that this is the reason or one of the one of the final nails in the coffin to kill off wcw before wwe bought them out um this resulted in okay david arquette starred in the movie this resulted in vince russo coming up with the idea to try to recapture what jerry lawler did with um Andy Kaufman, hoping okay. that it was going to create the buzz that that created. Hmm. But, so he put the WCW title on David Arquette when this movie came out. Hmm. You think he, and, he really was doing that to re- redo the Kaufman-Lawler angle? Because well, it sounds like that could easily be in hindsight, because I think that guy is too stupid to try. I, this, that is what I, I just watched. A, I'm, just, I'm getting this from Jimmy Hart. That is what Jimmy Hart nah, is saying probably from uh, false. But, you know, well, if he did or not, either way, yeah. that uh, he puts the belt on David Arquette, pisses a, a huge part of the wrestling community off <laughs> because of it. Um, you know, David Arquette has just come to um, come back to wrestling recently. But but anyway, um, have have either of you guys seen? Well, I'll go to you first. Well, I remember it when it was it. out. I didn't see it uh when it came out, but I do remember all the hype around it and, and the Arquette thing and all that. And it, it does kind of make sense what you're saying. You know, when, when, when the Lawler Kaufman thing happened, everybody was talking about it. So I can see somebody going, Hey, they're, they're talking about that. How can we tap into that? And so I can s- totally see that <laughs> happening where someone tries to recreate it. And at the time, Arquette was known as a nut job. Like he just <laughs> didn't seem like stable and so I, I could see him playing that Andy Kaufman role perfectly. Well, that's yeah. probably why he's involved in wrestling. I mean, you know, nut jobs, just like all of us. <laughs> uh, Brace Beamer, your thoughts on Ready to Rumble? If I, you've ever seen it. I uh, ran away from it. I didn't want to see it. Number one is a WCW production. Number two, like David Arquette. He just always rubbed me the wrong way because he didn't belong in wrestling. Yeah, I, I did watch it. I rented it. It was horrible. Um, that's all I got to say about that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, probably one of the worst wrestling movies that I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Good. I'm glad I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but in 2006, Jack Black stars in the movie Nacho Libre. Um, well, I mean, we already pretty much covered it. Uh, the reviews were not so great. Most people that I talked to, well, I mean, reaction was mixed. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. I I really like it actually. Um, you know, I'll still pop it in every now and then and watch it. I I think a lot of people were just expecting something different. I don't know if they were expecting a, a rehash of 
Napoleon Dynamite or what, but I think a lot of people also didn't realize that Mexican wrestling was like that (laughs) for a long time. And and there's probably still pockets of it in Mexico that that is like that. That's probably why a lot of people crapped on it. You know, when you're talking about the... you know the whoever was the guys that do the reviews Ebert and oh right Cisco and whoever and yeah I mean they don't get wrestling and they're not yeah. going to get you know if the guy's saying that it was racist or whatever he called it he probably doesn't get the wrestling Mexican or uh, <laughs> Mexican wrestling culture yeah that their stars like would appear in public with their mask on like yeah. there was the one guy's yeah. name escapes me who was never seen without his mask until the very tail end of his life. Like so, he revealed his face and then he died like right after it. Um, uh, yeah. You might be talking about El Santo. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, yeah. I, I, like I said, I didn't really get into the Mexican wrestling movies, but that was like a huge part uh, of Mexican wrestling. I mean, there's so many different movies with those guys fighting monsters or aliens yeah. or vampires or whatever. The um, biggest star period out of probably any genre in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, out yeah. of any actors, totally. yeah. musicians, yeah, exactly. or whatnot. You know, it's part, part of their culture. I saw this movie in the theater when it came out, probably because Jack Black was in it, and he, you know, he had coming off School of Rock and <laughs> was a big star at the time. So I think I went in just to see him, and I was surprised at how much I loved that movie. I came out of there yeah. absolutely in love with the movie. I bought it on DVD when it came out. I've watched it many, many times since then. Uh, I think it's a sweet movie. I think it's very funny. It's quirky, like Napoleon Dynamite. Love the characters. Uh, the actress who plays uh, the nun in it, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in film. Um, yeah. I, I love everything about this movie. And if, if you've if you've ignored this movie because of what you've heard, forget all that stuff and, and check it out. If you get a chance to watch Nacho Libre, it's really yeah. enjoyable. You know, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. But one of the things I do, besides like Jack Black, I could just see a picture of that guy and laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but... They're like some of the just like the scenery, you know. They did the old like old school classic locker room shots and mm-hmm. oh yeah and whatnot. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know, it just gave it an element of realism, but it wasn't slick and whatever. You know, it just kind of captured the whole yeah. ambiance backstage, I guess. And the different characters that he faced in the ring, like the little wolf creatures or whatever. The, yeah. Oh yeah. The, I mean, there uh, were so many great. Characters that he fought in the ring, man, it was yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's like I said, I think that was like a, a big issue with people, uh, even wrestling fans. I don't think they realized that wrestling, that Mexican wrestling, was was like that, um, at least at 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 one point. Uh, but um, we'll we'll jump ahead a little bit to, uh, and we touched on this a little bit, but um, a movie that came out in two thousand eight. Starring Mickey Rourke, uh, called The Wrestler. Um, won. Now, I don't remember. Did Mickey Rourke actually win Best Actor for that? He was nominated. He did not win. Um, I think Marissa Tomei was nominated. I don't think she won either. He won for something, though. Uh, the director won either for screenplay Yeah, I or... think you're right. I think it might have won screenplay. But but the movie itself was also nominated for it Best Picture, It was nominated right? for Best Picture. Wh- yeah. Which okay. awards are you guys talking the about? Oscars. The Oscars. Academy oh, okay. Awards. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you just recently watched this. What are your thoughts on I thought it was well done. Um, I, I, I'll go as far as saying it's a great movie, but it is a downer 
Oh, it's such a that? huge downer. Like, there's nothing redeem. I mean, the, the character, the the wrestling character that Mickey Rourke plays is very likable, and your heart breaks for him that he's such a screw up. He can't seem to do anything right, and um. You know when he when his rent is due and they lock him out of his trailer, <laughs> yeah. and and he's like, you know, give me your money and I'll let you back in. And what does he do? He's he's buying prescription drugs. He's going to the salon to get his hair done, and and he's going to the tanning booth. And I'm like, you got well, your priorities straight, man. Well, yeah, he's a wrestler. He's right. got to do the gimmick <laughs> enhancements because because you never you know <laughs> you never know when the phone's gonna ring for yeah. your last match. Hey, um, it's almost like getting dressed and going to work. That's yeah. But he does. They get his keep, yeah. Um, but the movie is just heartbreaking and, and relentless, and you want to cheer this guy on, and you want him to have this comeback and reunite with his estranged daughter, but it's just ruthless, man. Yeah. It just kept clubbing me over is. the head like a baby seal, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Uh, uh, Brace Beamer, what are your thoughts on The Wrestler? You know, you, you mentioned you getting clubbed over the head the whole time. <laughs> That's that's really what I didn't like about it. I mean, I I liked how they how they did the characters and the wrestling, and I liked the little shots back scene. Oh, you working the leg tonight? All right, they're working the leg. You're doing, you know. But they made it so negative. Like everything that people that work in the more mainstream put out about wrestling is usually dire. You know, in this movie, there's it just it it leaves the impression that all wrestlers are you know however this guy was mm-hmm. you know the, the the hardly any oh the big success story in the movie was uh Ernest the Cat Miller had a what a used car oh right <laughs> a used car uh lot in Arizona or something and that was like the only positive light that they really put on wrestling at all so other than that it was good i mean you know the acting and everything i I thought it was great. The storyline was pretty good too, but it was just so like down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and Jim Cornette, he's you know, very famous now nowadays for his rants. He 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 rants he rants and waves about that movie for the same reason. He's like, I wanted to kill myself after I saw this. And, and he's like he's like everybody everybody thinks now that that's what everybody all these old school wrestlers story is and you know, and what they did was they took a lot of sad stories, uh, legitimate stories of wrestlers, and they just kind of like put it into one big ball. <laughs> so a lot of the, the stuff that you see happen. I, I, one one thing that sticks out of my mind that definitely happened was when he took the leg when the guy gave him the artificial leg to like oh, yeah. use on his opponent. That <laughs> that was right out of uh, some wrestling that 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 I had seen at some point. But uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Joe LaDuke? Um, did, yeah, they did it too, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, Myra. I think it happened in Combat Zone Wrestling, though, where they where it was like an actual fan, oh. and they and, and he gave him his leg to to use against <laughs> I think somebody. I saw that. A, oh no, like, that was on the movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but that was a legitimate thing. They took that right from. Oh, okay. I, I mean, a lot of that stuff was taken from uh, from actual events. But, yeah, and uh, all the hardcore crap that they showed in it. You know, it's they oh, I had way too much of that. that it's like, man. God, don't that show was that. Brutal. Yeah, yes. I got nauseous. Like I was eating, which was a mistake. And uh, I got nauseous <laughs> when they were doing the hardcore stuff. I'm, I had to look away. It was brutal. Uh, but I want to ask you guys this. The, the director, uh, in the editing process, decided to leave the end ambiguous, uh, even though if you ask him, he has a definite opinion. Um, 
So like what we mentioned earlier, you know, when you said the final shot of the, the original wrestler movie where he comes at the camera and makes a move and the Mickey Rourke wrestling movie, um, he leaps over the camera and they kind of fade to black. So I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts? Um, how do you think, uh, that match ended? Um, do you think, uh, well, the, judging from the way the the whole movie went, he either died or the guy moved out of the way and covered him. <laughs> but I, I would I would think that he was gone. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Mad Dog? I, I I'm pretty sure that he's supposed to that you're supposed to kind of come to the conclusion that that that's it for him. Yeah, right there. Um, yeah, I I think he the, the direction that his life was going. I think he wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. And oh yeah, definitely. you know, here he is. You know obvious that he's having these chest pains and he kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And yeah, in my opinion, uh, that was his last, uh, last match. Well, could they have done that in case it got popular enough? And so they could do like a, the wrestler too. <laughs> cut to the end of this fight. Like they do in the Rocky movies. Yeah. And it's like you said, he gets pinned and then needs, I want a rematch. Yeah. Well, the, rematch, good, the, good, the good thing is with that director, uh, he's not really known for making sequels. So yeah. I don't Who is think he? that's going oh, to he like a good director or like yeah, what else? Darren, has he Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Um, I, He's done a lot of stuff. I, I can't like think of like good stuff though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's done okay. some Academy Awards. Because really yeah, you can tell they got but talent. All, I just the story was like yeah, just too but it's, depressing. But it's all like movies kind of along those lines. So one little uh, interesting tidbit is uh, when he's uh, working the deli counter, the first scene where he's like kind of getting into it and stuff. I read a, a thing on IMDb that when they were trying to shoot that scene, they were in a real grocery store. Yeah, and customers were like getting pissed off no really and they're like i i just want my tuna salad or whatever <laughs> right so he's behind the counter and they said just serve the customers and we'll roll on it so he's serving real yeah. customers giving them their <laughs> deli orders and stuff i yeah, think that's exactly. awesome and he's, it is he's telling the guy go deep and he throws him a bomb and all that i'm like right. can you imagine oh, yeah. walking in and like oh, stumbling onto that yeah exactly that's exactly. awesome. I and that, this must have been before he sliced his hand in the damn meat cutter right <laughs> yeah that was, yeah, that that was, was when he started that. yeah yeah, yeah. All right. uh, We can't move on until I say that uh, Marissa Tomei looked absolutely incredible in this movie. Yeah, she's a nice-looking woman, isn't she? Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah, yeah, she definitely... She definitely did, you know what? And, and uh, She's probably dumber in a box of rocks, but... (laughs) Academy Award winner. Yeah. Uh, Most of them are dumb. (laughs) 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 Woo! I was going to say something, but I'll keep it PG. Um... Let's let's jump ahead a little bit to um, uh, a man that will probably never win an Academy Award, but has has been in quite a few movies, and this is what started it. To all my love slaves out there, <laughs> Thunderlips is here in the flesh, baby. <laughs> oh my God! The ultimate male. Versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> Boy, he is a monster. How much would you take even to get in the ring with him? <laughs> would you like to stop him in Fort Knox? In the white corner, an incredible sight. So oh, that changed everything. There you go. Man. That changed everything. That we would not even have Hulkamania, possibly. If it wasn't, well, we already had Hulkamania kind of in the AWA, but it would not have taken off. Um, little tidbit of information hulk hogan was not the first choice of the wrestler to use uh buddy or brace do you know who was going to be the first choice oh 
Somebody that influenced Hulk Hogan and and plenty of other wrestlers. So. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I know I've heard this before. I know I've I've read it and I I can't come up with the name. You, uh, superstar Billy Graham. Ah. Uh, so anyway, that is from anybody that doesn't know that is from Rocky Three. Um, Hulk Hogan thinking. plays Thunderlips. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason why Vince McMahon hired him. And, uh, you know, they were pretty much off to the races after that. Um, you know, he, he also started some other movies, but let's just talk about really quick. Let's talk about his performance in Rocky three. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. That laugh though. That, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Ate, ate me ball. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old time announcing on that, you know, the introduction, I, I, you know, wrestling needs to do that more like an old school f- prize fight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hogan did a, Hogan did a good job. Yeah. I um, think, I think what made that, that whole sequence so memorable is, is when Rocky takes his gloves off and says, all right, let's go yeah. and starts landing punches. And then when he picks him up and throws him over the rope, man, that <laughs> was, that's one of the greatest movie moments in my opinion is when he throws uh, Thunderlips out of the ring. Yeah, and yeah. Don't they have, right. like, the the dubbed-in sound, like, oh, look out, you know, like, <laughs> when he's throwing them over, like, some of the sounds that they I, – I, I thought that was pretty funny. It, it sounded like the, you know, some of the grunts and whatever just so dubbed over. It wasn't – I was, yeah. like, the only flaw that I – not that I was looking for flaws, but that's what sticks out. Like, some of the, some of the sound editing on that was, like, a little – Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love when but it was uh, great. I love when they're in the ring after the fight, and he's like, "Oh, oh well, he gets so crazy out there." What What did he say when he came back? Like, just something about entertaining the, the name of the game or something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, can I get a Polaroid," and yeah. he takes a How picture about that with Polaroid. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like uh, everything's forgiven after that. What would you think there, Mad Dog? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I mean, you know, the. That I don't think I was exposed to Hulk Hogan until that point, um, so you know when I when I finally did see him, I didn't see him in AWA. I don't think so. When I finally saw him in WWF, you know, I recognized him and I was like, "Hey, okay, that's cool," and uh, you know, we we go on from there. He's a monster. Um, so uh, jumping ahead, jumping ahead a couple of years from there, WWF decides to create their own movie starring Hulk Hogan. And also Tiny Tim Lister, who called himself Zeus. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little movie called No Holds Barred. And uh-huh. um, they actually turned that into a wrestling angle and had Tiny Tim Lister wrestle as Zeus. Um, I believe the big match that he had was at SummerSlam. And it was, I believe, Zeus and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, against Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. This uh, the finish was uh, Miss Elizabeth jumped up on the ring apron and removed her skirt, which was taken from Grunt the wrestling movie. Huh. But the girl actually takes her top off, <laughs> and so that's the reason why you should go home and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fast forward to that part. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on No Holds Barred? You know, I remember when this movie came out. Again, I remember it was a big deal. I now correct me if I'm wrong. One thing that pops into my head, I hope, I'm hoping I get this movie correct, but there's there's a YouTube video or a viral video where Hulk Hogan is on a motorcycle or something, and he's driving down the street, and the camera's riding along with him, 
And somebody noticed that in the background, Hulk Hogan passes a guy who throws his dog into a lake or something. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? I have to look this I'll have up. To check into it's that, really <laughs> bizarre. Like it was accidentally caught on film where this guy like picks up his dog and throws well, it. Well, at least dogs can swim, right? Yeah, but it's such a bizarre paddle. thing to catch on camera. Have to, we'll look it up later. That's yeah, hilarious. I have to look that up. <laughs> uh, now, another guy that. Uh, was going to leave the WWF and enter wrestling. Um, uh, One of the biggest icons of 80s wrestling along with Hulk Hogan, and that would be none other than this man right here. This is the bank robbery scene, right? Yeah. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> And apparently that uh, that line was ad libbed by him. Really? Yeah. I, if, I just, um, when I was when I was researching this, I, I found that out. When we get around on uh, movies for dumb guys to uh, doing a best movie quotes of all time, I don't know if this is going to crack my top ten, but it's it's up there. I think it's one of the all time great movie quotes from They Live. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, now, now you and I talked about this a little bit. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people credit they live as Piper's main movie, and and it, and it probably was his biggest movie. But a lot of people will always cite "Hell Comes to Frogtown," <laughs> which I, I I enjoy this movie, but it is definitely low budget, and it came out the same year. I'm assuming that 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 he had shot "Hell Comes to Frogtown" before they live, and John Carpenter probably saw his performance in it and and cast him. And they live from that movie. But he was also in a movie. He had a bit part in a movie in 1978 called uh, The One and Only, which I, I don't think it was a wrestling movie. But when I was researching this, I saw that, huh. that he was uh, some military guy uncredited in that movie, too. But um, yeah, I saw that on your list. I'm like, the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much those two are, are, are Piper's big, big movies. Hell Comes to Frogtown and They Live. Obviously, They Live is bigger. Now, here's uh, something I, I just have such a hard time wrapping my brain around. So I, I saw They Live. I think I saw it when it came out in theaters. I remember when it was on cable repeatedly. I watched it over and over and over again. And I remember thinking at the time, this Piper dude's going to be a major motion picture star. Yeah, really? What happened? <laughs> Why couldn't he parlay that into action flicks? And, I mean, you know, at the time, you got Chuck Norris and Schwarzenegger and Stallone all cranking out these action flicks. Van Damme. Why? Why didn't Piper uh, milk that into something? You know, I, he, it makes my head hurt thinking about it. He probably needed some guidance for that because I can imagine somebody. And granted, he spent some time out in California. You know, like in uh, Mad Dog mentioned the movie in '78. He was wrestling in California at the mm-hmm. Olympic out there. So, I probably just guidance in the right agent, I guess. Yeah. Now you know, I, I'll say this. Um, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper was in my top 10 
of the 80s. He was actually he was my number one favorite wrestler of the 80s. Um, but as an actor, I don't think he was able to portray his wrestling character as well as some of the other ones. I, I think Hulk Hogan and Jesse Ventura and Andre the Giant, when they were acting in movies, were a lot more natural. Piper, to me, seemed like he was... I, like, when he did the wrestling stuff, it, it came off as natural. When he was acting, it was almost like... To me, it was almost like, I'm Roddy Piper and I'm acting now. Yeah, I, I, really? I get, you thought that was They Live? I did. Huh, really? And I do. See, I, I think <laughs> yeah. what I liked about him in They Live is I thought that he wasn't his uh, in-the-ring persona. Yeah, that's that what I thought, too. toned it that's down and was... I liked it. I liked it. It just what he didn't did. seem like a natural performance to me, though. I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember kind of being disappointed with it when I saw it. It was like the Matrix before the Matrix. You know, instead of taking the pill, you put on the glasses. Right. And it reveals all. Yeah. Now, we one thing we like to do on Movies for Dumb Guys is name drop. Uh, I want to say that a few years ago, uh, I was covering uh, the Motor City Comic Con, and there. In person, live and in person, was Rowdy, Roddy Piper himself. And I took some pictures of him as he was talking to a fan. Not much of a line or anything. He was just kind of sitting there laughing out loud. I took some pictures, and he died, what, like a month later? later. I don't even know it was a couple months. Like It was really quick after the university company. Did you meet him or anything? No, I just admired him from afar. Like I didn't want to bother him. I should have went up. I should have shook his hand. I should have got a picture with him, and I didn't because – who could have predicted that that would have been his last Comic-Con appearance ever? So that's one of my regrets was not going up to him and saying, hey, I love your work, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you and I had talked about it, and I was going to try to actually interview him or, you know, see if I could, like, interview him in, like, a doghouse-type segment at, at the time. And So, yeah, so I was, like, obviously really disappointed that yeah. but that didn't happen. And then he passed away, so any yeah, opportunity that I would have had to do well, was gone after that. Um, so we mentioned this guy uh, earlier, but uh, let's talk about him a little bit. Are you ready for pain? <laughs> Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes... And you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Yes, it's America's yeah. own Captain Freedom. That's the ticket. No pain, no gain. <laughs> so, when you hear the tone, control your jealousy and leave your message. Now, I might have picked now, a different clip from a different movie, but yeah. Well, I, you know, everybody's familiar with the I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. or Again, the, one of the all-time <laughs> greatest movie lines. Or, or the sexual Tyrannosaurus. But for, <laughs> for, for my money, a wrestler crossing over into acting, it doesn't get any better than Jesse the Body Ventura. I agree. I agree. Um, I agree. Just, just, some of his, uh, just some of his credits. Predator. 1987, Running Man also came out in 1987, which that was that clip was from. Um, he he played an announcer in The Naked Gun, 1988. Uh, he was in Ricochet, 1991. Um, Demolition Man, 1993. Major League Two, 1994, and Batman and Robin in 1997, along with other ones. But I I just kind of hit like the bigger ones there. Um, I think he's gone loony in his later years, but as an actor. And as a pro wrestling announcer, and even as a wrestler, for the short time that I got to see him wrestle, um, you know Jesse Ventura 
I, I thought could have had a much better acting career than he had. I mean, not that he had a bad one. Yeah. But, you know, I, out of all the guys that kind of did the crossover, I think he could have gone on and actually had a real career. I agree. It's the same, same thing I said with Roddy Piper, that I, I don't understand how he wasn't able to parlay his appearance in Predator, his appearance in Running Man into starring vehicles that were written for him and revolved around him. I don't know if it's because maybe he had more of an interest in getting into politics, became the governor of Minnesota. Um, but I, I, I can't understand, again, how he wasn't able to parlay that into a, a action flick uh, movie career. I, I thought he was great. Do you think uh, Do you think Hollywood would just, you know, a guy like Ventura or Piper or whatever would kind of, you know, not really want to reach out to somebody like that. Cause it seems like a lot of these guys like Ventura, you know, I think, I think maybe Stallone got him, you know, in, in, into the movie or whatever. There's always somebody else. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like, and I could be wrong. I mean, I'm just not up on Hollywood and all that, but it, it seems like a lot of these guys get in, but it isn't like a producer or director or whoever does that going out and getting them. It's, it's somebody else, and they're kind of sliding in on the side. I don't know. I mean, Hollywood wants to make money, and when you watch uh, Jesse do his thing in Predator, you realize this guy has star power. When he was on the screen, he commanded your attention, and there had to have been somebody in Hollywood who said, we need yeah. to have a movie revolve around this guy. Now, there might be reasons off screen. Like I said, maybe his interest wasn't there. I don't know. But, um, I, again, I, I can't figure out why he wasn't a bigger star in film. Probably the greatest set of films. He might be the guy for actors. I don't, cause I don't know about the rock stuff. He makes a lot of money and all that. But maybe prior to that, like Ventura, for what, for what he did, maybe the parts were smaller or whatever. But all the movies he were in just kind of, I don't know, they were all, like, pretty decent, and they worked well with him. And he's kind of, you know, remembered for doing yeah. a good job. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, but uh, now a, a, another guy that uh, was in a few movies, but but you know people still kind of uh, associate him with being an actor um, or, or crossing over from wrestler to actor, even though he's only been in a handful. And that is Andre the Giant. Um, obviously, the Princess Bride is probably the biggest movie he was in 1987, but he was also in a movie called Mickey and Maude in 1984. Before that, I remember that Dudley Moore was in that and uh, a, a movie before that Conan, the destroyer also came out in 1984 um, thoughts on Andre the giant as an actor. I mean, let's face it. He, he was not the best at speaking English. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he had the heavy, heavy French French accent, but also because of the disease that he had, I think it just gave him that really deep, deep voice. Um, what 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 would be your favorite Andre the Giant performance? Well, obviously, Princess Bride is one of my all time favorite movies, and I've looked up facts and stuff about it. And um, Rob Reiner, who uh, directed it, I believe, um, he he pardon the pun, he wrestled with the idea of dubbing over Andre's voice in the movie oh, and decided yeah, against it. Really? Yeah, and he he said on set many, many times, nobody knew what the hell he was saying. 
And um, but he he said, do I do I dub over his dialogue or do we leave it in? And and he left it in. And I personally don't have a problem with it. I I understand everything he says in the movie. And, well, he's supposed to be a giant too. Yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah. I I think it uh, it it used that. Um, so that by far is, is, um, my favorite movie with him in it. Um, is that like an all time favorite for you? It's princess bride is like, might be one of my top 10, top 15 favorite movies of all time. Wow. Cool. Love it. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention, even though this isn't movies, but I'm surprised you didn't mention, uh, his iconic role as Bigfoot in a six, six million dollar man. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And, and also that, that just got revealed at uh, New York toy fair over the weekend too. There's going to be a new Andre, the giant Bigfoot figure coming out (laughs) along with a new $6 million man figure. I wanted that, that big 12 inch figure, man, as a kid, I wanted that. I don't even remember that. Oh, I I just saw those the other day, like a bunch of now uh, they, now they used that mold to make the 12 inch Chewbacca. Really? I don't I, know. I, that, I'm, don't. Asking, really? I'm asking you. Yeah, I, I'm, they kind of look I, I'm, I'm pretty they sure do. that they did. Yeah. I'm not 100% positive, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that they did use that same mold for yeah. that Bigfoot to make the 12 inch Chewbacca action figure. I remember the Bigfoot. episodes. I, I remember seeing the toy in stores. You know, I remember the Steve Austin where you'd look through the back of his head through his bionic oh, eye. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And then they had a figure where you took his face off. It was John Saxon, the actor John Saxon. He played a character on Six Million Dollar Man where he had this removable face that revealed a robot face. But I, I wanted that Bigfoot figure, never got it. Yeah, that was like, uh, I don't know, but I probably liked Andre better as on the Six Million Dollar Man just because I was <laughs> such a little kid, you know, yeah, and loved that show. But Princess Bride, he did a great job in. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really like the. I'm not really into that type of movie. Well, I can't say that, but <laughs> it, it was, it was great. Like the whole scenery and just the story, the way they had him, you know, it was almost like he could have been like on Mr. Rogers or something, the land <laughs> right. of make-believe. He was so gentle. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I learned a, a lot of the little tidbits um, watching that documentary, the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah and they, they talked about the Princess Bride. And one thing that surprised me is at that point in his career, he was in so much pain that when he does the fight scene with Wesley, um, the Dread Pirate Roberts, that they had to use a stunt person. They had to bring in a stunt person when Wesley was hanging from his back and stuff because Andre couldn't support his <laughs> oh, weight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he was in a lot of pain at that point in yeah. his career. Yeah. Now, now, wasn't there a scene where he where he catches yeah. uh, um, the princess or, or, yeah. or picks her up or something, and they had to they had to do work they around that, cables too? cables and stuff. Really? Yeah. Because he couldn't even, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, 87, that would have been the old bad back that he'd been suffering right. in the knees. Yeah. Because that was also the year of WrestleMania three, uh, and the you know obviously the story is that you know nobody knew if Andre would be in the shape to to have the match. Although he did wrestle for quite a few years after that, but yeah. uh, but up until that point, um, the, the he did have back surgery. Didn't they say that he had back surgery around yeah. that time? And yeah. so I, so I think that might have given him a couple couple more years. But uh, I heard some of the stories on how much. Um... Not tranquilizers. What do they call it? Painkillers. Brain fart. You know, anesthesia. They had to put the guy under. Oh. You know, imagine having that guy's back split open and he yeah. wakes up. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be in the room. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I I do want to mention this guy. I mean, th- this is uh, more of a modern wrestler, and I was not really a fan of his in wrestling too much. I mean, 
he was kind of hit or miss with me. Like every once in a while, I would like really like a match that he had, and then he would blow it like the next time. And it was just he was just too inconsistent for me. And I think they he got like a push just because of who he was friends with backstage. Um, and and this person is uh, Dave Batista, <laughs> who has gone on to have a fantastic movie career. I mean, he is in like uh, no lie, he is in he's been in uh, probably like the last four or five years. At least one movie that's been in my top ten of the year, probably my top five of the year, and that is uh, starting with Riddick in 2013. I didn't even realize he was going to be in this movie, and I, I think he did just a, a fantastic job in this movie, uh, which got him later roles. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, either of you guys seen Riddick, and it's it's the third Riddick. part of the uh, Pitch Black trilogy. No, which no. I, I mean, heard it was, was good though. I heard he was great in it. I didn't. Yeah, see he it. did. He did a great job. Um, so that gets him. I, I I'm pretty positive that that is what gets him the role of Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, obviously this movie is i mean this movie is like one of my favorite marvel movies yeah, he did good in that <laughs> and and yeah i mean i was i was like shocked that uh, and and he says that once he found out that he got this role that he that he just cried because mm. he knew you know how big of a career thing that this was going to be yeah. for him um your yeah. thoughts on his performance, Joe Johnson? Well, you know, Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I was I wasn't even aware of what Guardians of the Galaxy was in the comic world, um, but at this point, as Marvel was releasing movies, I just reached a point where I'm like, I'm not even going to question them. I'm just going to see whatever they put out. And I, I saw the trailers. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I said, no, no, no I'm going to go in and watch it. And I was blown away, just blown away by both movies. And I thought he was great as Drax. He had a lot, stole a lot of the best lines, stole a bunch of scenes, um, was just great in it. And I'm absolutely heartbroken at the thought <laughs> that because with all the controversy with the director being fired from the series and they might bring in a new director for the third one, that Dave said, uh, I don't want to be part of it if you don't bring him back. And I'm like, you can't bring in another actor to play Drax. So I hope they resolve their differences before they go into production on the third one. But uh, I think it would be a big loss if he's, uh, if he steps away from this franchise. What's the deal with the director? Uh, what was he know, accused just, of? Just some of the stuff that's been going on lately with, with uh, some directors. Somebody went back and discovered like some tweets that he had made years and years before, before he even got hired by Disney. It was when he, okay, the uh, James Gunn is his name. And he started out at Troma Films, and I don't know, I know you're familiar with Troma Films, but they make the most low-budget movies ever. <laughs> but they're all, but they, they 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 turn a profit because they're just so ridiculous and over the top. Uh, their biggest movie, I think, was Toxic Avenger, um, and, and those movies went on to you know uh, spur some other other sequels and yeah, stuff. Yeah, heard but, of those movies. Yeah, but um, so so he worked for Troma Films. Uh, then he made, I, I think, his biggest uh, or, or his uh, big budget movie after working for Troma was uh, Slither, which I actually really liked. And then it was like a horror movie about these things, alien things. I think I saw stuff, that but, one. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he had made these tweets that he, you know, he he wasn't. He says he wasn't being serious, and obviously, anybody that read it. Should know that he was not being serious. You know, he was trolling people or whatever. But somebody took it serious, reported it, 
because he's working for Disney now because it's Marvel. They they did what they felt they had to do. One thing is the uh, any other director that Disney has approached at this point though is like we're not touching this. This is James Gunn's trilogy. Yeah. So you know, uh, so we'll see what happens. Huh. Uh, you know, maybe they'll come to their senses. I don't know. With everything that's happened since, uh, what he's accused of pales by comparison. So I'm hoping with the passage of time, everyone will be able to forgive each other and and uh, and at least give us a third movie in this trilogy. But it won't be the same without Batista as, as Drax. Um, it would be no. tough replacing him. Well, he did a great job. Like the kind of the whoops, <laughs> kind of the same with you. I really didn't know about Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you know Mad Dog. Hey man, they're comics and whatever. I checked it out. It was good. Yeah. I mean, like it was a good movie overall. Batista did great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh Sylvester Sloan shows up again in Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. Um kind of a recurring theme with uh the wrestling movies. But um so he was also in I just want to throw this out there too. He was also in my very favorite movie of two thousand seventeen, Blade Runner two thousand forty nine. Um, I don't think you ever got around to seeing that. No, I wasn't. I, that's my shock. Some people. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Blade Runner, and okay. the the sequel got. They said if you love the first one, you'll love this one. If you didn't like the first one, you won't like this one. So I kind of avoided it. I liked the first one, but I didn't bother watching the second one. I. It's catchy. Parker's at a bad time. It, it's 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 very. Uh, it was very polarizing. I would say I sat in the theater on the edge of my seat, just like enthralled. But it moves. It it is a slow, move moving film, and it is definitely what they call a pot boiler. <laughs> it, it doesn't really get going until the end. There's not a ton of action in it. But, it's like an old school wrestling just, match, right? Yeah. Uh, but but I, I I just really loved this movie when I saw it. Um, and then obviously he, he goes on to be in Avengers Infinity War. Now, I don't remember off the top of my head, did Drax the Destroyer survive Thanos's no thumb snap, finger snap? No, because he was he was on the planet with Tony Stark and all that. So I believe... I want to say all of the Guardians... Rocket survived. Rocket survived. Well, all the ones that were on the planet, I think, vaporized. I'm fairly certain. Did they do it to where there's doubt? You know, no. kind of like the end no. of the wrestler they, movie where before no. he hits the... No, everyone no. turned to Ash like there was no doubt. And I'm fairly no. certain Drax turned to Ash, too. Okay. Yeah. That could be their out right there. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, I mean, yeah. it, that could be the way out. If he, if he decides not to come back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. How did I miss that movie? They could be like, you never saw Avengers Infinity War? I don't think so. Well, sorry, spoiler alert. Biggest no, that's phenomenon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, Batista was in the Expendables movies, too, I believe. I've never seen any of them. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, those, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And they are oh, surprisingly yeah. good. Like they I, are. I've had so many people tell me that. I don't know why I just haven't gone. I, I don't know why I haven't watched them yet. They mix yeah, in the surprises probably like like fairly them. well. You know. Yeah, like the first one, yeah. I, I went in like with low expectations and was surprised by it and really liked it. And then they took everything that I liked about the first one and amped it up for the second one. And the second one's <laughs> damn good. Okay. Yeah, because I, I did not, I it did is. not it might mention. It be better than the first one. Yeah. 
I, I, I didn't write anything down about any of the Stone Cold Steve Austin movies or anything uh, for this podcast. For whatever reason, I don't know why I didn't. But, uh, but um, yeah, he was in, what, how many of those? Do you know? Stone Cold? Yeah. Just the one, wasn't it? I think it was the, the one. The second yeah. one? Was he, was he one of the bad guys or was he one of the good guys? He was bad and then yeah, turned yeah. good. Okay, all right. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he, oh, he was a good guy because he was fighting, who was the UFC guy? Uh, from Canada, the French Canadian. I can't uh, remember. Cart, Saint uh, Pierre. Yeah, George's Saint Pierre. Okay. I own yeah. the first two on DVD. I need to revisit these movies. They're really, really entertaining. All right. I yeah. I someday I'll sit down and try to like catch up on them because I've had so many people tell me that I'd probably like them, but I just I don't know for whatever reason it's just ones that I never never decided to watch. Um, they they never tickled your fancy from all the hype. No, um, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Mine I mean, either. it's got a lot I of. I watched them later, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of actors that I like in it, but I just, I don't know, <laughs> I, you know. Um, now, uh, another guy that we talked about a little bit earlier, um, I, 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 you could kind of classify this guy as a wrestler, uh, but he's in a couple movies that I really enjoy. Uh, <laughs> One of them is called My Breakfast with Blassie from 1983, and I'm talking about the comedian Andy Kaufman. Uh. <laughs> um, and then and then they did a documentary about him after he had passed away in, in 1989 called I'm from Hollywood, and basically that covers like the whole the whole wrestling thing that he did. But then the movie Man in the Moon obviously covers like a big chunk of that too. Um, I know that you mentioned this on your podcast that you were not an Andy Kaufman fan. He was. Um, there were. I was there a big were, Andy Kaufman fan. There were elements I liked. Not later on, though. Yeah, I, I liked when he was on SNL and he did his Elvis impersonations and his uh, his Mighty Mouse thing. Like that caught me. I was a kid back then, so that appealed to me. But as time went on, I'm just like, this guy is weird. There's something wrong with this dude, <laughs> and he just loved messing with people. We talked about an incident where people bought tickets to see him perform and the auditorium was full and he came out and read a book from cover to cover. It was the Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby, a novel from cover to cover. That's what and people walked out and left and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So hmm. uh Brace Beamer, your thoughts on Andy Kaufman. Um, you know, even if you don't wanna discuss those movies that I mentioned, I don't know if you've Seen them, yeah, I I didn't see the movies. I think you, I th- you've I seen I'm from bit. Hollywood. I know that you've seen. The, they they used to show that documentary on Comedy Central. As a matter of fact, maybe I saw parts of it. Okay, it's only like an hour long. Yeah, or anything, I but, mean, but it's actually like... interesting. Um, they talked to Robin Williams, who was like a good friend yeah. of him <laughs> of his, and yeah, those um, two are two great sketch artists, yeah. Williams and um, Kaufman. Now, did, now, so you've never seen my back, breakfast with Blasting? No. No, oh I man, didn't. I gotta lend that to you. I have it on All VHS, right. but it's I and I believe what it is is Andy Kaufman probably does not let him in on some some of the stuff that he sets up. And all it is is him and Fred Blassie going to a place. Uh, this tells you how old it was. Uh, the breakfast place that used that was called Sambo's, which they can't uh, they don't allow anymore. But anyway, um, so so they're sitting in there, and and the whole thing is just him having breakfast with Andy Kaufman and like discussing kind of his career. But you can tell that Andy has set up some other marks or uh, some other uh, plants in, in the, uh, one of them is his wife who I know now, 
but probably at the time, you know, I don't know if they were together, but it's like a table of women sitting over there that are obviously actresses and they come over and interact and, you so know, are Blassie's, they working Blassie? Does Blassie know they're I, I can't actor? tell. I'm almost positive that Blassie, that, that they are working Blassie, but, but maybe not because he comes out with some good stuff in there too. He's doing some stuff in there too, but. Get away from me, you pencil neck geek. Yeah, pr- pretty, <laughs> pretty much. He's like, why, why are you talking to them? And, you know, and, and uh. Yeah, so uh, I'll lend it to you, and, and right, then you'll ha- you'll have to give me your opinion on whether you think Blassie was in on it or not. Oh, okay. See, that's how um, I feel about the the Letterman appearance. Are you familiar with the the, the Letterman the Kaufman appearance? Kaufman and Lawler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. always wondered if Letterman was in on it. I mean, I don't think Letterman's that great of an no. actor. It looks like he was not. He in was on not. It. I, yeah. I believe they address that in. Uh, they they might address it in Man in the Moon, but if they don't, I think they address it in uh, in I'm from Hollywood, and and they say that that Letterman was not in. Wow. Yeah, you so. could because I, I, I could tell by his reaction, right? Because he didn't know how to react. He just acted like the normal late night, you know, talk show guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. so he didn't know whether to sell it or do whatever. So he just kind of you got what you got. That's yeah. the way I looked at it. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a there's a couple other. Um, guys that have memorable performances and i've never seen um this guy's um starring movie which is called knucklehead uh i think it was a wwe produced movie uh the big show but as captain insano in the water boy he did a fantastic (laughs) job (laughs) and that is like even though it's short it's a cameo but that is like an iconic scene and that is a iconic performance by the Big Show as Captain Insano in The Water Boy. I didn't even see it. You never seen The Water Boy? No. Either? Oh. Wow. Yeah. I saw I'm not, I'm not a big movie it. guy. I like him. You know, it's kind of just something's got to get me right away to to see it. Water Boy is probably one of my top five Adam Sandler films. I, I would say so too. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It, I mean, it probably goes in order of the way that they came out for me. Uh, Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore, then Waterboy was next, right? I think so. Yeah, those three are like Wedding Singer's ones. in there somewhere. I Wedding Singer was after was that right? after Waterboy. I'm almost positive, and Little Nicky was in there somewhere. But that that was when I pretty much tuned out <laughs> after Little Nicky. <laughs> right. But uh, so is it is it as good as uh, Happy Gilmore? Uh, it's different. Pretty close. It's 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 different. I mean, yeah. he uh, you know he plays kind of like a slow character that's that's the the football team's water boy yeah obviously and then i remember but the but he goes he goes into these rages and so they end up putting him on the football team um <laughs> because they see him like what what is he going out what does he do he gets up, upset and tackle somebody or <laughs> yeah. something so they put him on the team <laughs> yeah just to do stuff you know, like now, that. You're, now that you're describing it i'm like that sounds like a like they took forrest gump and like turned Almost, it into a yeah. comedy but yeah. For me, if I was to rank Adam Sandler movies, I, th- I think I'd put Wedding Singer number one, probably Happy Gilmore number two, and I would probably put Waterboy number three. Hmm. Yeah, Billy Madison's so tough pill there. to swallow. Yeah, check that out. Oh, Sorry, come on, man. Billy Madison's the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, now an- another guy, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, who had like a couple smaller parts in in a couple big movies in the '80s, and that is Terry Funk. He had a, a a big part in Over the Top, another Sylvester Stallone movie, and also um, 
uh, Roadhouse. Ah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Roadhouse movie. That was sweet. <clears throat> now, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen either of them. I think he just kind of played the same character, like the bad guy's bodyguard. I know he played that in 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 Over the Top, but I think he was kind of the same thing in Roadhouse. Right? Yeah, he was like the muscle. He was like the yeah yeah. And he eventually he gets his butt kicked by, he definitely gets his butt kicked by uh, Stallone. He gets thrown through a, like a big plate glass window thing yeah. uh, when he finally confronts him, and you know that that fight's pretty much over and in uh, over the top. But uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, I'm assuming Patrick Swayze beat him up in uh, yeah, was in Roadhouse. In Roadhouse, yeah. he, he, he won beat a couple, everybody. <laughs> he, he won a couple fights before that one, so they established him. They did a good job of establishing that character as a tough guy before he got his. Butt handed to him. Yeah. I uh, revisited Roadhouse. Did he get his throat uh, ripped out, or he just get beat up? I don't think they got that violent. Yeah, I don't think movie, it got that. No. I don't think it got yeah, that graphic. Did it? Dan Cutler. Oh, that's right. The the big bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, I uh, I revisited Roadhouse a few years ago. Like I hadn't seen it in a long time, and and uh, I I got it. I bought it on DVD. Brought it home. Watched it, and I'm like, this movie's great. Like I think it's one of of Swayze's best. I'll have to give it another shot because it's been so long since I've seen it, um, and so long since I've seen Over the Top. But I remember <laughs> seeing Over the Top at the movie theater, and I and I and I liked it at the time. I mean, I'm sure, like a lot of those movies, it, it's a product of its time. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I think there was, as a matter of fact, and I'll I'll, I'll have to check into it. I don't know this 100%, but I believe the rest, the guy that was Mad Dog DeCurso in Grunt the Wrestling Movie was one of the arm wrestlers in, in this movie. Oh, but really? I, I'll have to check into that to make sure. Um, but uh, now uh, we'll jump ahead to a, another guy that never really had starring roles, but he kind of left wrestling for a while to be in movies. He had, I think, a couple appearances on... Married with children, that uh, that people always remember, and this that's uh, King Kong Bundy. Oh, yeah. But he was in a movie called Moving, that I don't that came out in the eighties. I don't remember like a whole lot about it, but I think he had like a uh, a relatively large part in it. When Brace comes back, he he might know more about it because uh, that that seems like that was like a staple uh, of cable uh, for a while. Um, I have no memory of that. I, I when you mentioned married with children, I'm like, oh yeah, he was on that, but I have no memory of of moving at all. Really? Do hmm. you remember the premise? Uh, no. I, he, <laughs> he 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 was a mover. <laughs> I do remember that, uh, and and I think he probably like screwed some people's stuff up. I I don't know. I think it was just a family that was moving out of the house, and they hired these horrible movers, and he was one of them, and so you know. Hijinks ensue, and <laughs> that was that was uh, pretty much it. Wow! All right. Now, uh, I suppose we should talk about the Brahma bull in the room, and that is none. I'm like other. you're leaving somebody <laughs> out, yeah. And that is none other than uh, the Rock, uh, somebody that has pretty much left wrestling at this point to uh, to just star in movies. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, there's no denying that he is. I mean, he's got to be. I can't even say probably. He has got to be the biggest success story sure. of anybody that has gone from wrestling into movies. And I believe his first movie was The Scorpion King. 
Yes, even though he, he or was he or he played the Scorpion King in one and, of the Mummy movies. Yeah, and and then but he was he all got... CGI. Like his his first screen appearance was primarily CGI, um, and then he came back and did the Scorpion King as a spinoff, and that's where he was live action in that. So I think it was the Mummy Returns. I think might have been okay his first. So but like I said, it was all CGI, CGI his whole body or something. And no, just he was face? he had a CGI like head and torso, and then like scorpion legs ah. or something, and. Huh. They had like cast a spell or something to bring him back, and so okay. yeah, he existed as CGI. Okay. No, I, I I never saw those movies probably because he was in them. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot. Of, honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies. I've seen um, I think the one with Stifler, and I've seen uh, Get Smart. <laughs> okay, and uh, that might be it. Really, as far as movies with the Rock in them that I've seen, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a lot either. I've I've saw parts of. A few of them, and it, <laughs> and this was a while ago, so maybe it's different now. But it, it it just seemed like he played like the same guy every time. Yeah, but I guess you go with what works. And, sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, there didn't seem, you know, I mean, he's a superhero, like main event type guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there just wasn't like a lot of. Yeah, I I did see Rampage last year. Okay, that was mainly because of the uh, the monsters that were in it. Because I'm a big monster movie fan. Um. That was horrible. Uh, that was god awful. Well, let me throw yeah. out the fast. Was and it furious. him or the movie? Uh, the movie. Uh, the movie wasn't good. Well, let me throw out the Fast and Furious franchise. So, I, I got on board with the France Fast and Furious franchise um, right out of the gate. Absolutely, really loved starting from one. Yeah, all the way like back. Twelve now. Believe or it or something? not, that's almost twenty years ago. Um, the the first Fast and Furious came out. Absolutely loved it. And then Ben Diesel uh, left for Fast and Furious 2, so it revolved around Paul Walker and some new characters that they introduced. Fast and Furious 3 was garbage. Tokyo Drift absolutely hated everything about it. <laughs> what, you didn't like the cars in it? or it, the, it, it, No, plot. I didn't like the lead actor that was uh, in Like, they didn't bring back any of the original characters, except I think maybe Han might have been. No, I think he might have been a new creation. But anyways... Three was forgettable, and I thought the the, the uh, franchise was going to die with three. They come back with number four, which was okay. They bring back Paul Walker. They bring back Vin Diesel. But at this point, the franchise is, is getting a little tired. Like, how many more of these are we going to get? And I got to tell you, with Fast Five, they bring on board The Rock, and he injected new life into the franchise. Really? It's one of my, I'd say Fast Five is probably my favorite Fast and Furious movie behind the first one. And I absolutely loved it. I loved what he brought to it. I loved how they were adversaries at first. One of the greatest fight scenes of all time was between Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson in (laughs) Fast Five. It's this long, drawn-out fight scene where they're they're going toe-to-toe. They're equally matched. And... I think it's one of the greatest fight scenes of all time. And I love what Dwayne Johnson brought to the franchise. And he's been in every one of them since. Now he's part of the group and yeah. uh, part of the family, I guess. How many have they had? Uh, yeah, what are they up to now? I, th- I want to say eight might have been the last one. Huh. And now they're going to do, wow. yeah, now they're doing the Hobbs uh, Shaw spinoff. So they're doing their own spinoff with uh, Jason Statham and and Dwayne Johnson. Wow. And then when they're done with that, I think they're going to come back and do a number nine. But 
Um, I love what he's brought to that franchise. I love his his contribution. I think he's been well, great. In maybe that. I'll uh, have to check him out sometime. We're running out of time, so um, thank you, Joe Johnson, for being here. What do you got uh, coming up on your Movies for Dumb Guys podcast? Uh, we're going to be doing uh, the Dumb Guys tribute to Dumb Guys, and uh, in the near future, I when, think we're when gonna, is that going to be? Uh, we're shooting that on Thursday uh, oh, t- tomorrow? tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that's uh, our next episode, and uh, we're going to touch on, I think, uh, maybe greatest movie quotes, and I want to do one on greatest movie endings. All right. Nice. Sounds good. Anybody that has not tuned into um, movies for dumb guys here on ON TV, do so. Uh, YouTube, every, every, every Thursday, and you do it every Thursday, correct? Every Thursday, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Weather Brace- permitting. All right. Thanks again for being here. Brace Beamer, any parting words? Yeah, it's a pleasure to be back behind a microphone in front of a camera with you, uh, Joe. It's been, I think, probably since like 99, maybe. Been a while. Since you fired us from the the old studio. That was probably the last time we were on air air together. You guys did beat the crap out of me just because we wanted to get the carpets clean. I've never forgotten that. Yeah, we did do that also. Yeah, we did. We did. All right. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, we will, everybody, again, check the Butch Blood, B-L-U-D-D, Facebook page for uh, future wrestling tonight shows. Uh, hopefully, we will see everyone next week, but we'll keep you updated on that page. Um, everybody, have a good night. Thanks, thanks guys. That was fun.